I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run hip hop by the numbers on Twitter. We use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. No, I'm director of the fifth element. I highlight the fifth element hip hop, which is knowledge. Stop. Let's take it in the digits. <laughs> But how good is it when he does the bridge and then he just goes back into the chorus at the end? Ass ass. I wonder what MC Hammer thinks about that song. Shit. I really, I really, I want someone help MC Hammer. See what he thinks about that song, man. Girls. He follows me, what man. A glorious, MC, what a glorious MC meme Hammer of a follows song. Follows me. I might have to ask him because I've actually spoken to him a few times, which is absolutely wild. I can't believe I've ever spoken to MC Hammer in my life. Um, but Bell to... MC Hammer up. Barely hit him, in the, hit him in the DM and be like, "So how do you feel about that Big Sean joint? Maybe <laughs> that maybe dropped the, like eight years ago. <laughs> the check was probably quite large, I would imagine. So maybe he, you know, I don't know. Oh gosh, that's <sighs> so funny. I love that. I love that song with like that's like, that's like the that's my East. That's my East. I'm, I'm gonna say that that's my East. I think I think that's my East. You know, it's so yes. it's so shit. It's great. <laughs> Yesterday I was just driving along, right, and I've had a <laughs> horrific week. Honestly, horrific week. And this song just came on, and I could not stop laughing. I I don't know why. It was the funniest shit in the world to me. And I was like, I gotta call someone right now because I'm in a good mood for once, and I need to share this. Like Big Sean just put me in a great mood. What what a song. What a fucking what is, an iconic is, is, song! Is that is that is that why you sent me a VM where I woke up to literally you <laughs> going, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> because Charlie's the only one. To, bro. Charlie's the only one that would understand. No one else in my life. Where everyone would be like, bro, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I was like, no, it's Big Sean. It's one of his best Fucking songs, up. man. It's artistic. Come on, guys, get on top of this shit. Oh, this is going to be a great episode. Hi, Ben. How's your week, Bim? Well, you've already said, but <laughs> what have you listened to this week? Oh, it's funny because it? like, this has been one of the best best oh, music drops week-wise. And, and, and we're just talking about it for three minutes. <laughs> you can't write this stuff, guys. Can't write this stuff. This is what you Go, get. You have prioritized. Prime edutainment. What a freaking week it's been, but what a week it's been for music. When I was running, uh, doing the new music friday post it was just like everything was just hitting me i'm like oh my gosh okay i didn't even get to safian stevens until last night like there was just so much stuff i can't list everything i listened to so i'll go through you know an abridged version uh, i had fleet foxes at number one i genuinely feel like fleet foxes at this point don't have an album under i know it's not hip-hop but like they're they're just beautiful the melodies that they create they don't have an album under eight and a half out of ten. This album dropped on Thursday, I think it was. It's called Shore. And oh man. It's just beautiful. How many albums I've been listening. Have? Sorry, say again. How many albums do you have? I think they're at four now. 
for now. That's um, good. Okay. Which is a pretty good effort to have four just genuinely solid, great... Al- like, I would, I'm not even going to say solid, like, genuinely outstanding albums. And they, they don't really change it up that much, to be honest. It's, it's the harmonies of the vocals. Like, that's what their unique selling point is. And really, it's kind of like a cheat code because that is so beautiful that you don't really have to do anything else. You just have to make sure that the instrumentals are, you know, ethereal enough so as to complement the vocals and they they just do it every time and, and this is just a beautiful piece of music as always from them uh then i got into paris's new album i've never mm. listened to paris before i didn't know anything about paris i wasn't really sure mm. what to expect but it is mm. aggressive it is abrasive but at the same time it is smooth i don't know how that mm. was possible the beats were really shuddering they really for me matched the lyrical content and I was drawn straight into this. I actually listened to this. I'm not going to review this, but Empire just put out an album, uh, Songs for Change, I think it's called, or it's it's something like that. Sorry, I haven't got it written down. But it's like a collective, Empire, the, the music label. I think it's like 20 songs and a bunch of artists, and you know it's uh, socially conscious content. I listened to that first, and then I listened to Paris directly after. It's the same vibe, man, and it's just great the way that he... He's skilled. He's genuinely skilled. Like I really love that project. Then we get to Public Enemy's new album, and I, I didn't know what to expect. Okay, I did not Woo. know what to expect. But oh shit! Oh, sh- Ice T is like ninety-three years old, and he's like <laughs> gone into the studio on a walker, and he's on a fucking ventilator, oh, and he just on. goes bonkers. He dropped the verse of the week. He goes bonkers on that shit listen oh, wow. to that fucking verse man ice tea ice tea and then ice the, the, the mm-hmm. joint with the beastie boys was great this is just mm. this this project is amazing it somehow sounds well it sounds well it doesn't somehow sound relevant it's unsurprising that public enemy would sound relevant in the current climate like that's that's their vibe you know that's they they turn so many people on like we're gonna do an episode on i'm just gonna reveal it we're gonna do rodney p next week and he just talks so much about the influence of Public Enemy on him and, and the amount of, of artists I've heard talk about Public Enemy just being their introduction into hip-hop and the thing that lit the fire within them. You know, that's the key that, that motivated them to to spit, you know, to, to be aggressive and abrasive. And this is a great project. Like, it's it does sound a little bit dated. I'm not going to lie. If you want them over the top of fucking Mike Will Made It or some shit like that, <laughs> You're not going to hear that. It's it it. I'm not saying it's dated as in it sounds like 1982, but it it's a throwback. But it's relevant at the same time. I I thought that was a great project. Ah uh, fuck man, we got so much music here. We got Elzai who came through with a new project, very similar to MC8 last week. Uh, I just thought it was just so solid. There was nothing out of place on this. Elzai is just incredible on the mic. Uh, from Detroit as well. Just lyricism, man. Lyricism. Then we got Mozzie's new album, which I thought was really solid. I didn't think it was outstanding, but this is typical Mozzie. You know, I, he's he had a project earlier in the year that I thought was a little bit better than that, where he was he actually sounded very artistic on that project and was uh, he was experimenting with flows and with a little bit of singing and his hooks were great on that project. I felt like this one, the songs kind of blended into each other and it it wasn't particularly diverse in that that way, but the lyrical content. Again, not as great as his earlier album this year, but it, I thought it was really solid. Uh, it was it was thought-provoking. And he takes you on a bit of a journey. He always takes you on a bit of a journey. 
the stories aren't super vivid. That's the thing. Like, he's not going to go into mad detail. Like, we talked about Problem last week, and he had that song Family Ties 2, which was... There was quite a bit of detail in that story. Mozzie's in the same vein, but it's not as detailed, but I quite like that anyway. You know, it's just like a superficial story, but he's talking about quite deep stuff. So enjoyed that project. Suffound Stevens' new album. Now, Illinois, I think, is one of the greatest albums ever made. Suffound Stevens has a really up and down uh, discography, and... This was a little bit down for me. This was an event record. If uh, it's not hip hop, but like in this space, in this indie space, Safian is a legend. It's a bit too, uh, it's a bit too ambient for me. And I love ambient music, but it just didn't hit for me as much. It, it was a bit meandering. It's eighty minutes. It's an hour and twenty, so it was a bit long. I didn't, I don't know. It just didn't hit for me. I enjoyed it more surprisingly than uh, Spillage Village's album. Uh, Spilligian? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Spilligian? Spilligian. Spilligian. Okay. Um, now, this is interesting. Like, I listened to it uh, a couple of days ago, and I was just sitting playing FIFA, and I put it on, and it was a vi- it's a vibe. It's a genuine vibe. But the thing about it was the energy, I couldn't really... I couldn't pin it down. You know, Charlie and I were speaking about it a couple of days ago, and we couldn't really... We were trying to, like come up with ways to describe it and i said it's andre 3000 if he wrote the entirety of aquemini like if if you're listening to aquemini and and only andre 3000 wrote it then that is what this would be but again it's not really because there's so much collaboration on here and it's it's like revenge of the dreamers 3 except i don't know i I just don't it's hard to pin down and that's not a bad thing i'm not saying that's the, the bad thing about it but i do get pulled in all these different directions and i get a little bit confused you know, is it a hip-hop mm. album? Is it an indie rock album? Is it a R&B album? And again, these aren't bad things, but for some reason, it just didn't sit with me. And I, I honestly don't know that I'll go back to it very often, uh, which is surprising to me because I've enjoyed everything that Spillage Village has done. I've enjoyed Earth Gang's recent output. Obviously, I love mm-hmm. J.I.D. So, yeah, it's, it didn't hit for me. Um, Chance's verse was amazing, by the way. Chance came through and... Did I you see his tweet? Was... No. What did he say? Oh, uh, so funny. He was like, um, uh, he was like, <laughs> he was like, uh, oh, oh, now you guys are saying oh, like he's he's dropped some heat, uh, something like that. Dropped a fire verse, and someone just ratioed him, just going like, <laughs> no, literally, someone literally took a screenshot of the exact quote he said. Of like finally chances dropped hit dropped a hot hot verse or something like that, and just says no results. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my god, can't man! Win. Like can't fucking oh, with <laughs> Yeah, but he's got to keep his mouth. Chance has got to keep his mouth shut a little win. bit. Like just drop, drop heat, bro. <laughs> drop heat, and we'll come back. We will come back, Chance, because you're a great rapper. Just don't, you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, and I thought JRD on that project was amazing too. Every verse he dropped was amazing. Uh, now the two that I did not like this week, Action Bronson's album. What the fuck, man? I love Action Bronson so much. I have adored him <laughs> since fucking 2011. I watched his Fuck That's Delicious a billion times, every episode. A- amazing. Oh, sure. And I really think that, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I think that Action Bronson is a very unique rapper, even though he sounds exactly like Ghostface. He's sounding less like Ghostface as he gets older, which is a positive thing, and it makes me actually be able to listen to his music a little bit more without that in the back of my head. But 
He just says wild shit in... He's completely off the cuff a lot of the time. And sometimes bars don't... Like, he could do a 16-bar verse and none of those bars will be linked at all. And it will still work, you know? They'll just be just self-contained bars. And he says wild things that you never would have thought in your life. But on this, the beats were sleepy as hell. I don't know who was on production on this. I, I don't think it was Alchemist. Um, because I, I don't think Alchemist would make this kind of music. I don't know. I could be wrong. It might be Alchemist. But yeah, it, it just didn't match, and he sounded uninspired. Disappointing yeah. from him. And then we get to Ferg, ASAP Ferg, Floor Seats 2, and bro, <laughs> what is this? I, I don't understand this shit. Like, this sounds like a Tonka truck version of ASAP Ferg. This is like the xylophone version <laughs> When he's he, a demo or something and he's doing, doing, doing with the xylophone. I'm like, man, this is garbage. What are you doing? The only song I remotely liked was Aussie Freaks with 144. I don't even know why I liked it. Maybe because of Australia, maybe because of 144, but I could. It, it's. Uh, he just felt, again, uninspired. None of his punchlines hit. It's just. Just Ferg is just disintegrating in front of our eyes, and it is actually kind of sad because I really like his earlier stuff. But anyway, maybe I'm wrong. I need to listen to these albums again. People like them. People like them. So maybe I'm wrong. Mm. But anyway, just my opinion. What about you, Charlie? What about, what <laughs> very, you infinity War of, <laughs> very Infinity War of you. Yeah, it's very. Fading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is great in twelve? Uh, they're just, they're just the winds just blowing them away. This <laughs> is like oh, someone just, what? someone just superimpose ASAP Ferg's face on Spider Man, just going like um, <laughs> Ben. I don't feel so good. I right, um, <laughs> uh, had to start the week with Public Enemy. What you gonna do when the grid goes down? What you gonna do when the grid goes down? Oh my wow. gosh, that track's fire. Um, wow. Yeah, man, this is. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm trying. I need I need to think of like when this is like their best album since dot 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 because I've I've listened to Public Enemy for you know obviously for a minute you know I mean I've I've listened to you know the uh, the Chuck D albums in the past like year or so uh, past couple of years or so I listened to the um uh you know Loud is not enough the Enemy Radio and now they finally got obviously got Public Enemy the name back legally finally um and yeah man it's just worth it it's just it's it's worth it it's it's there is fight the power 2020 obviously it was uh, dropped during the BT awards like, and I was, I was listening back to it again and I was just like tr- only fight the power man can like still have that fucking slap in the face like still after 30 or so years 30 odd years it's, it still hits me just oh my gosh it's, I don't know how they do it like it's, it's so crazy um it's, it's so essential man uh, I can't wait to do their retrospective. Honestly, like I'm just gonna be gassing yeah. them all the fucking day. Like they're yeah. just they're just unstoppable. So it's, it's you can't you can't say they suck in any way. You can't say any negatives because they're just so solidified. Or th- their place is so solidified. You can't. It's impossible to. They're immovable. They're an immovable object. Like even Flavor Flav, like the sing, like just him on the tracks actually hit nice. Like the last couple of tracks where he's like um, R.I.P. and um, Black Cat, um, even that hit, and I was just like, <laughs> everything hits, mm. everything. You, know, you don't even need Chuck on the track, and it still hits. Like the features are great, obviously. B.C. Boys, Ice T. You obviously mentioned uh, Rhapsody and Black Fault, especially on the Fight the Power Ream uh, 2020. Oh my gosh, you're so great. Anyway, um, Action Bonson only for dolphins. All right, hot take, and I want you to walk with me here. So. 
I'm wondering because because you you were saying a lot of stuff that you were saying a lot of stuff that I have uh, towards another person um, in terms of how they how they deliver themselves lyrically and I want to say as a preface I'm talking specifically about delivery and lyrics and just just that just just those vacuums right just all that stuff not the not the not the stuff on the outside not the um I don't know not the vibe they give off or whatever how is Action Bronson different from West Side Gun? Oh, come on, man! Are you kidding me? How? How is he different? It's completely different. Because like Gun's delivering the same, the same like the delivery kind of uh, kind of thing going on. He's saying random shit sometimes. He just throws in that random shit. It might yeah, be but... more. It might be more cohesive than Action Bronson is right at, at this moment in time. But I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing I'm seeing I'm seeing the same person at the moment. In terms no, of like. Side... Westside Gun throws it in occasionally. Like he'll throw in uh, what was that what line? He's like, um, "My shooter shot five <laughs> dudes, bingo." <laughs> like like okay. that—that's that's I'm cool. But Action, Action Bronson does it in every song, every bar. Like he just every and then the the delivery is different. The yeah, the content is just and and Action Bronson is not a gangster. He just raps about food most of the time. Okay, okay. I mean, he he says different stuff, but um, you know, but you know, they 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 throw in wrestling stuff. There's some there's some similarities. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they're the same. I'm just saying there's some similarities. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, it's okay. It's 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 okay. It's not better than lamb for lamb over rice. Obviously, dropped recent like was it last year? Last year or early this year? Whatever. But you know, it's all right. Lyrically, it's like this. It's a similar thing where he's just like he just sounds like he just he's just rapping for the sake of rapping. And I'm I'm kind of into it to be honest. So I kind of find it fascinating. It's just like what's he gonna say next? I, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, Paris, a safe base invader. Similar to you, um, I well I knew of Paris. I've known of Paris, but I've never actually like tuned into one of his albums. Uh, so this is the first one. And uh, yeah, from what I've uh, from what I heard previously, it's kind of just. It's, it's it's him all over like it's just got that that suit that silky voice mad deep just talking about just the blackish shit like black empowerment just the same with public enemy and uh same with uh the next uh next um artist uh, arrested development don't fight your demons uh you know obviously they have a much different way of going about things but you know they're all talking about the same things and i just i find that just really um uh, encouraging um hip hop dx actually posted a, a a thing recently it was like um uh, public enemy paris arrested development and also nappy roots which obviously came out as well uh 40 but it's spelled 40 4040 rty so just to, if you want to spell that properly um you know similar to that obviously they have the southern thing going on for them and then and hip hop ds asked um is conscious rap back and obviously you know conscious rap we can have that conversation of what is that but hello <laughs> They've been here. You're just deciding to cover it for whatever reason. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, you know, all all three of those albums. Um, well, actually, I loved the rest of Development's album. I really enjoyed that. It was so much like lyrical variety from her speech. Uh, con- shouts to configure on cu- on a couple of the beats. They were really really nice. Um, and yeah, the Nappy Roots album. I was like, I, I, was, I don't know, like the Southern thing. I get it. I struggled um, with it. You know, yeah. uh, um, I I I, I was a I don't know. It it just didn't hit for me yeah, uh, personally. Same. But uh, ly- lyrically, I think if I if if you read the lyrics, I'd be just like, yeah, that, yeah, that's good. That's good. I like it. But um, yeah, I, d- I didn't really enjoy the package that it was um that it was uh, uh, put in. I just yeah. I just found it a bit um just well I don't know a bit loose. 
Um, Uptown Sweet and Soul Chef, Soul Sweets, Soul, uh, Soul Chef, one of my favorite producers in the moment. Um, constant, consistently uh, giving some 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 just nice beats. Um, and Uptown Sweet, I think they're both uh, from New Zealand actually, because considering the amount of New Zealand mentions that they gave, so uh, shout to New Zealand on that front. New Zealand hip hop, who knew? Who knew? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're fucking oh, amazing, yeah. man. New Zealand's the greatest country uh, in the yeah. world, but that's another podcast. <laughs> Uh, Australian. Uh, don't know. Don't know the. Don't know the. Um, the argument to that, but hot take nonetheless. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, I could say that about Scotland. To be honest, like they're they're more um logical than England at the moment. But anyway, for another day, um, for another podcast, uh, Aaron Taylor Icarus. Guys, if you like Masego, if you like Ari Lennox, if you like any of these, you know, neo R and B acts, go listen to Aaron Taylor right now because he's on the exact same level as him. Like he, he, this guy, this guy is absolutely a talent. Like underrated as shit. Like an absolute hidden gem. I'm, f- I'm fully putting on my influencer hat on right now. Like seriously, go listen to this guy. I listened to him, this guy live, uh, last year at Brixton. Like a little nice little small intimate show. It was just so nice, so vibey. And this album's just absolutely amazing. It's just from start to finish, just like real great songwriting, amazing vocal stacking. Um, he has a song with Layla Halfway on here, which is absolutely outstanding. Um, they just complement each other so well. And um, yeah, man, he's he's he's, he's got he's, he's a full package. He's a full package. I'm not gonna lie. There's, there's nothing wrong with this album. It's, 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 it's probably my album of the out of all the albums that have dropped this week. That might mm. be it, it's next. It's next to there. It's next to Public Enemy and Rest of Development. It's that good, honestly. It's, it's next to them too. Elzai um, seven times down, eight eight, eight times up. Um, I pref- I personally prefer Jericho Jackson from a few years ago. Obviously the Crisis. Um, but you know it's Elzai. You're gonna get bars. You're gonna get some heat. Um, and it's. <laughs> He's just consistent. It, like him, Black Thought, all of those guys are just, you, you just know what you're going to get. You're just going to get consistent eight to nine out of 10 bars at all times, no lulls. So, you know, it's just sales. Like one of the best, in, what's the best of Detroit has to offer. Um, and that's it. Psych. Of course, I'll go into Spillage Village. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck? Uh, I know, right? Imagine if I just left that left them off. Um yeah, uh, the the thing I came across, the thing I've locked myself in, and I've I've just locked into a word, is um, cerebral. It's a very cerebral album. Um, it pulls you everywhere, and you know, um, if I would honestly, I want to pull you guys to um, shout to the Insertion Source um, gang. Uh, they're gonna do a piece uh, talking about Spillage Village. I think it's like a profile or a piece on them. Um, that's dropping on Friday, so go listen to that if you want to listen to people who actually, you know, know Spillage Village and actually, you know, highly rate them. Um, not to say I don't highly rate them, obviously individually, you know, I love I love Mariba, um, like Jids, Earth Gang, all of them, they're solid. Um, but, but yeah, it's 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 hard to it's hard to sit down with. Um, it's it's a very it's very by the campfire. <laughs> that's kind of the the uh, the thing I give for it because they're just always on it like they're just always singing with each other and i'm just like it's 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 barely a hip-hop album and i don't mean that negatively it's it's just it's just there's a lot of stuff going on it's like uh, it's very gospely um so yeah i didn't really know what i was going to expect but um it's definitely not what i expected if i had any expectations i don't even know if i had any um but i guess i did but uh yeah man uh, interesting, interesting, very interesting album uh, for 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 sure. But um, yeah, I'm I'm I don't think we're the best people to talk about it. Um, just from 
how we're talking about it. <laughs> I feel like there's something we're missing. Uh, but yeah, shouting and search source uh, guys are gonna they're gonna they're gonna uh, definitely um, go into that properly. And uh, with that said, we jump into our retrospective on Big Sean boy boy. Oh my God, it's your boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this is um, Ben requested this, so um, just to, just to say, um, just hmm. to throw that out there. <laughs> just just for kicks and uh yeah i feel like this is going to be something where we're gonna confirm a lot of things but also i don't know about you ben but I'm, I've, I've changed my mind on a few things um, so going I. through his discography in a massive way um, oh my gosh yeah, this has been uh, wild okay, for then. me okay then all right so we're gonna have some changes but we're also gonna have some things that are gonna uh, be confirmed and i feel like this is a good point because um, i feel weird doing retrospectives on on people where their careers are you know logically not over you know what i mean but um you know public enemies careers ne- never over so you know what i mean when, when we're gonna do that so you know it's, it is what it is i feel i feel like this is a good point to just like look back on big sean's you know past uh, nearly 10 years has been about nine years well nine years since finally famous and obviously a few more since a uh, detroit mixtape um but yeah I think this is going to be an interesting one in terms of just like how we see Big Sean um, as 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 an artist and also how he how he uh, stacks up to you know the other blog era artists you know the Max the Wiz is the Kendricks the uh, J Coles and stuff like that so uh, yeah so with that said uh, grab your coat ladies and gentlemen because it's fucking cold here it's so fucking cold. I, I'm, I mean, I literally last week it was 20 degrees now it's fucking 10 with 20 20 mile an hour winds like fuck it I, I'm, I'm wearing the thickest jacket right now and i'm pissed it's honestly so grab your coats ladies and gentlemen because it's fucking cold outside we're taking a walk uh, t- uh i don't know how many miles it is to get to australia but we're walking there it's a bit of a trek <laughs> there's some swimming involved too <laughs> bit, of sw- <laughs> bit of swimming <laughs> to, to ben's research house <laughs> what have you got for us today? Ben? I just I just sent you a picture by the way on WhatsApp, so maybe that will um make you feel not so good because it's quite warm here. But anyway, um I don't think oh, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna make a logic and reason joke. What was my joke? I got distracted. Fuck man. It's not logically unreasonable to do a retrospective on big that's lame. I don't wanna we could cut that out. But anyway, <laughs> Big Sean is Big Sean, Big Sean is an interesting case. You know, I was listening to um, I was listening back to our podcast last week, and uh, we were we were not aligned on a lot of those topics. And when I was um, I listened to Dark Sky Paradise directly after, and it almost felt like I don't fuck with you was like the perfect theme for our episode last week. It was like every opinion that we had, we were kind of like at odds. And I was just like, man, this song is really hitting me right now. This is very relevant. But the thing about Big Sean is ah, I've, I've written down here his statistics immediately. Like 63.5 million RIA certifications. 63.5 million RIAA. That's a shitload. That is a fucking shitload, and most of those have come from... Well, actually, not most of them. Most of them have come from his uh, his solo singles, but he's also done a lot of uh, guesswork. And he's got 1.7 billion YouTube views, so he is a certified star. And that was the thing when I was listening to that Joe Budden interview where he said to him that you're a star, and Big Sean said, am I, am I really a star? And Budden was like, yeah, yeah, you are a star. Like, you know, you're in that category, and commercially he is. 
and and Big Sean actually measures himself a lot by these song these these statistics in songs in interviews and it's interesting to contextualize just who Big Sean is because and where he is and why he's there. And he actually said in that same interview that he took a long break between uh, Double or Nothing and Detroit 2 because he was lacking inspiration. He revealed that he writes all of his own music. Uh, he said that a lot of artists, you know, they get song- sent songs by the label with hooks done already and all they have to do is insert their 16s. But Big Sean, is, his process is ground up. And I think you can hear that in his music, whether you gravitate towards it or not. You know, he can make an insanely catchy pop song. And that's obviously reflected in his commercial success. So I thought before we start getting into shit, because I do have some actual analysis that I want to talk about. What What is Big Sean? Like, who is Big Sean? Is that all he is? Is he just commercial success? I think, to me, you know, coming out of that, it's interesting you say blog era. I always call it the, the, the sound that Big Sean was part of is that Pittsburgh sound. And obviously, he's not from Pittsburgh at all. But it... It originated with Wiz and Mac, and he kind of took it to the, a different level. He took it to a different commercial level. It was just massive. It was so massive, and I find it hard to contextualize him. Like I don't want to just say that he's a pop rapper, but what else can I say? What like do you have? What do you think, Charlie? On that? Uh, I mean, he is though, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of. It, it, it's not. Obviously, there's like uh, you can you can say there's grey area to it, but I feel like you know, especially with the old, with the old projects like the the you know the finally famous and all the famous, especially like that that shit that that's some that's some pop that's some pop stuff like uh, like just I, I don't know if you want to jump right into just like those particular albums because like um, it, it kind of just accentuates the point. Uh, that is already being made here is, uh, and the question you already like kind of asked is just like because they 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 are the the and i feel like if you go through the whole discography i feel like there is a sense of that um maybe 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 down the line you know as we as he gets as he gotten older there was more um uh obviously there's he's always had that mainstream appeal Hence the R R A W A certifications. Like you don't get those by having some sort of mainstream appeal, and um, I feel like he's always had that um, just naturally in terms of you know what he talks about, um, how he goes about the music, so to speak, and just how it sounds. Um, and you know, if you want to jump, if you want to jump into just the first two albums, Finally Famous and Hall of Fame, I think that just just makes the point in terms of just what it was. Um, now, what I will say, um, about those two albums is, uh, listening back to them made me so conflicted because, uh, Teenage Charlie loved that shit, <laughs> like, really loved that shit, like, he enjoyed the shit out of those albums, honestly. I forgot how much I had fire as one, tr- as one individual track, um, on my regular rotation consistently. It's a fucking I great really, song, man. I, I really loved it. I love that track. I forgot. Tell them that we like, as soon as it more. came on, I as soon as it came on, I was like, "Shit!" I totally forgot about this track. Like, I really enjoyed this track. Like back in the day, it was an anthem, bro. It was my anthem for a minute. Um, so you know, and listening back to that stuff now, like especially if you want to mention one track, fucking hell, bro. Just the first track of Finally Famous. Do it. Oh my gosh, that is the most quintessential 
corny Big Sean that everyone like harps on. Like that's the corny Big Sean everyone's talking, everyone talks about. No, you know the reason why nobody you know uh, respects Big Sean, so to speak. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, he's he's corny. No, no, no. Like that's the track. That's the track. And to be fair, it's his it's his first track off his studio studio album. I don't. He doesn't get any more corny. Uh, well, I don't want to say that definitively. Is that the corniest <laughs> he's ever been uh, with Do It? Um, <laughs> it's top five. Uh, maybe it's top maybe, five. Maybe it's in the running. <laughs> yeah, he gets pretty corny, bro. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, he, he 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 attempts to outdo himself. Um, uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> I would say that. Um, but yeah, just that track alone is just like wow. Like um, I just I just want to f- find some of these um, some of these uh. Some of these are quotes here. Like, <laughs> no, okay. this one on. My, my, no, you go, you go, you go. Because I've, I've got them my, up my, too. My crew, my crew is who I'd be. Widdy wid it. Rose, I, Rose, yeah. I sibidi sip it. That's me too. I'm Quagmire. I fuck hoes. My cash flow. I giggy get, get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cockamamian. Of the a most zanious, insanian. <laughs> pulling up in a Mercedes. Rolling up like I'm Damien. Like I love I'm girls Damien. that are Arabian, Albanian, Caucasian. I, round, I ride around getting cranium because my dick hard is like titanium. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, bro, you can't get any, like, that, that, that's some, that's some, oh, that's some wordplay that's so corny, I <laughs> low-key respect it. Like, it's, it, like, even YouTube rappers can't oh, even get that, that corny. Like, Ugh. if... Like, bro, YouTube, even YouTube rappers can't even do that. Like, and they're corny as shit. Like, they they're just all corny, all of them, every single one. Just if you if you YouTuber and you just suddenly happen to spit bars, you're automatically corny. But bro, like Big Sean just blows them all out of the wall with with just those passages alone. Like, it's just, and it keeps going. Like, you know, we reference dance us, bro. That whole thing is a corn fest. It's great, and I told it. I told Ben this off wax, and I'll, I'll just say it now. But I watched the video for the first time in like seven years, and it's just outstanding. It's it's outstanding. Like the me the memory is, oh, it's just oh, just, it's perfection. It is absolute perfection. It's great. What an amazing video that is. It's so great. It's it's got all the it's got all the cliches. He's sitting on a throne. He gets given like some big ass robe by like two women. The women are sitting on him, just shaking their ass. It's so cliche. It's so fucking great. But the funny thing is, and, you know, I'm not the pop guy, clearly. <laughs> Believe it or not, guys, I don't listen to pop music that often. Um, but I feel like at that time, um, pop music was so ubiquitous. Obviously, with like, you know, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, you know, to name a couple, right? Because pop music was so ubiquitous at that point, I feel like hip-hop... Just, just had to get a taste of that. Like they had to get a taste of that. You know what I mean? And you know, some rappers didn't go for it, but some rappers did. Um, you know, obviously not all of them went as hard as Big Sean did, um, but they all tried it. You know, what I mean, I think J Cole. You can make an argument that he went. You know, he he took he he, he tried he tried it a little bit. You know what I mean? You know, obviously he did, why did he write let Nas down? You know what I mean? Because he, he he knew it. He knew he went a little just a little bit pop. You know what I mean? And and that's that's no that's no shade. You know what I mean? Do what do what you do. You know what I mean. You you can't. Sometimes you are just dictated by um, 
the flavors that are going on right now like look at every <laughs> look at every advert um going on right now it's always like a, some trap music shit going on it's just like it is what it is right and, ev- and everyone dictates to that but i feel like you know big sean did it in a way that <sighs> in the moment i loved it objectively now it's horrible but i just i just can't help but have some sort of just like nostalgia to it and just get a laugh out of it cuz Oh man, you can't listen to that stuff and not laugh. Sometimes I was it's legendary. I was wait, honestly, bro, and this is the last point I make. I'm I was genuinely surprised that LMFAO didn't make a, a fucking appear, appearance on one of these out al- one of these two albums. I didn't even talk about Hall of Fame properly, but um, yeah, it, I'm I'm genuinely surprised LMFAO at the peak of their fucking careers because obviously Pi Rock Anthem dropped in the same year as uh, uh, Finally Famous. I'm really surprised they just didn't collab because. That would have just that would have just made my head explode <laughs> listening back to it. <laughs> I just um we're gonna come from completely different angles here because the thing about Big Sean, I've always been very critical of Big Sean because of the corny bars, and I've always said that he just isn't a great MC. I just don't feel like he's a great MC. And listening back to these projects, obviously I listened to them when I was younger, and Hall of Fame for me was the album. You know, I, I just played that to death. Fire, 10 to 10, Beware, uh, Mona Lisa, and yes, MILF. I love MILF, okay? I'm sorry. Mona I Lisa just love... and MILF are just unlistenable now. Mona Lisa, <laughs> Lisa Monin. <laughs> oh, my Bro. God. Horrible. And then this Horrible. opening skit to MILF. Oh, my God. Gosh, man, that's hilarious, bro. This guy is a this guy is a comedy rapper. So I always felt like to me that I decided was his best project because I was like, he's finally starting to uh, explore his artistic vision. You know, move forward as a rapper, discover new ways. So I did this analysis because when Detroit Two came out, everyone was like, this is his most mature album. So I went through and I'm like, I'm going to go through every project since Finally Famous and see the maturity level. It's very interesting. So I had the categories uh, lessons. So when he's actually trying to deliver a lesson, and I don't mean lessons like just lame, pointless, you know, uh, I'm trying to find some lyrics here. But you know what? Big Sean was kind of like that when he was younger. He would put in these fake sage bars that weren't really sage at all they weren't really lessons it was just like very simplistic um what did he say he says things like uh you take anything and make it everything or you know because girls only say they hate you to the guys that they love that's not a lesson that's just some schoolboy shit so that doesn't count um then I put uh, one of the categories was introspection, obviously going, you know, uh, some awareness about who you are as a human and, and going into your own thoughts, your own feelings um, and reflecting, you know, introspection, a big part of introspection is reflecting on the kind of person that you are and, and your past actions. And it's very hard to have introspection when you're 21 and you're putting out finally famous or however he old he was at that point, because you haven't lived enough you haven't done enough you haven't made enough mistakes yet to actually be aware and to reflect on them then we get accountability which i think is a massive thing this is one of the hardest things for rappers to actually do in my experience during these analysis is accountability is jay-z on 444 for example that's probably the most explicit example i could say the actual title track to that album where he just takes full account for everything that he's done in his life and 
you know, he sits with it. He sits with the pain. He sits with the anguish of those things, uh, the remorse of the actions that he's done, the people that he's hurt. Big Sean does it a little bit. You know, he starts to do it 13.2%, uh, 13.7%, sorry, of his bars on Detroit 2 were uh, accountability. Sorry, apologies, that's introspection, 4.8%. So it's quite low. It's quite low, but it's still high. It's still high in, con- in comparison to his other, the scores on his other albums. Then we have Socially Conscious, uh, which for me, I found that very interesting as Sean's albums progressed. I found it very interesting that Double or Nothing had the highest socially conscious content. That was 7.4% of all his bars. But his first two projects, uh, Finally Famous in Detroit, only had small amounts. And then Hall of Fame and DSP were around 5%. Then 2088 mm. was obviously 0% because that wasn't that kind of a record. I decided yeah. 4.7%, Detroit 2, 4.6%. Socially conscious to me means that, and, and why I put it in the maturity charity category is because it's Awareness. because you're taking you're taking stock of the world around you and you're recognizing yeah. that you have a platform and you need to speak up on these things. It's not it's not self-centered at yep. all. I don't think socially conscious yep. content. It's it's I have a voice, I have power, I have perspective. And I'm trying to deliver that perspective, especially from someone like Big Sean, who is, as we've just agreed, a pop rapper. And, you know, he's he's clearly built that big fan base based off pop rap. So it's very hard for that artist then to start putting socially content, socially conscious content in their music. Look at someone like Drake. Imagine if Drake came out with a King's Disease or something like that. You'd just be like, well, this this confusing. Like you'd be confused because he's never actually gone down that path. He's always like pandered to his audience. And then the final category I had was empowerment. This was it's similar to socially conscious in theme. In 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 uh, I guess the way that it it manifests in that Big Sean. It's not self centered at all. It's like I'm trying to empower the people around me. And it's less about like a lot of his bars on these albums are about. I created a way for Detroit artists to get paid. I created a, a lane for commercial success in Detroit. To me, that is not classed as mature empowerment. You're just uh, yeah. talking about your own ability, and and it's kind of like you're bigging yourself up. It's a flex, you know. That's braggadocio. Mm. What I'm talking about is when he's actually looking around at the people around him and recognizing that they're struggling, especially while he's doing well. And that's why I like the fact that. Uh, on Detroit 2, you know, it was quite a high number. It was 4% of his bars, but that's actually pretty high when you look at the rest of his content. That's when he's at his, you know, pinnacle as a superstar and he's looking around and being like, okay, I have to uplift people. Anyway, I say all that. I say all that to say that I thought before I got into this analysis and before I got into this podcast that I decided in Detroit 2 were my favorite Big Sean albums, and I thought that they were his best albums simply because of the maturity and the growth that he's shown. And it is important to show growth as an artist. It's very important. Otherwise, you end up you end up being Nicki Minaj or Eminem in 2020. Okay? that That's not a great place to be in. As much as Eminem has this devoted fan base, if you look at his numbers, they have absolutely dwindled. And the sad thing about that is... And, and they're both from Detroit, Big Sean and Eminem. The sad thing about that is that Eminem is still trying to pander to these 15 to 20-year-olds that, or 14 to 20-year-olds that he started when he was young, you know, when he was when he dropped some Shady LP. He's just, he's, he's, he has this revolving door of fans because once you get to 22, 23, 24, you're like, actually, no, nah, I don't fuck with this anymore because this is just lame. Like, you know, this is the same shit you were doing back in the day. I can't get on board with this. So he needs new fans. 
It's very mm. brave, I think, of Big Sean to try and mature. But I don't like any of his... Mat- I think the more mature his albums are, the less I enjoy them. I, I don't know why. It's just I love those early albums. They're so inane. They're funny. They're catchy. They're just enjoyable. And his latest stuff, and, and this is the point. I don't want to talk for too long. I know I've spoken a little bit here, but we spoke about it when we talked about Detroit 2 last week. I think it was, or the week before when we reviewed it. And yep. we said if this is Big Sean at his artistic peak, then it's not enough. And I don't know that he's any more than a pop rapper then. If, yeah. you know, I can't I can't really fuck with the mature albums. I was listening to Detroit 2 again last night, and I, I don't want to go, like, jump around because um, I know we were talking about Finally Famous and Hall of Fame. That ship sailed. And, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. But, like, but I was listening to that last night, and I just I didn't get the same feeling I got with those first two albums. And Finally Famous is great, but I think Hall of Fame is his best album to me. Just the anthems on that album, just, like, even First Chain is great. Just the beats were incredible. Sierra Leone, these are all, in, these are all great songs. And when you uh, remove your cynicism... And disconnect yourself from the desire to, you know, be grown up and to be, you know, 31 years old, which I am now. And you're like, I'm mature. Like, you actually just go back and you're just sitting there in your room playing FIFA. And you're like, actually, these albums fucking slap. They're fucking fun. They're great to listen to. Big Sean rides these beats incredibly well. These are just good projects. And yeah, I... I, I did not expect to come into this podcast saying that. I thought I would be shitting on those albums, but I am not at all. I've gone in the opposite direction. Mm. Uh, I'd say I prefer Finally Famous over Hall of Fame. Um, I feel like the middle of Hall of Fame just is has so many skips. For me, it's just hor- it's, 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 it's generally horrible to me. Um, but that, that's just me. Uh, well, you don't like Milf? What's DSP wrong with you, right bro? Quick. Come on, and you don't like... Do you just got to... Oh. Look, okay, 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 let me just, look, I'm going to be gross right now. You know, I was thinking about this. I'm just going to, nowadays on the podcast, I'm just going to say whatever the fuck. That song resonates. That song resonates. That's all I'm going to say. Continue. What the fuck is that? I'm just saying, listen. What a waste of point that is. It it resonates. It does, what? man. When you get to that point in your life, you'll realize. I'm see, maybe you're not there yet, but it resonates. <laughs> you know, you guys can join oh. the dots. You can playing along at home. You can that's a you can join the dots on that one. Come on now. There, there, there is there 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 is no way I'm gonna listen to this in ten years. I'll be like, Ben, you fucking called it. No, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. We can make this bit right now. We can we can say, twenty seventh of September. Uh, twenty twenty, uh, thirty. I guarantee you, bro. Like, not happening. Not happening. Listen to these lyrics. <laughs> okay, me and don't your mama be, me and your mama be fucking. Boy, you don't know nothing about that. You seen whole look her looking all mad. Ain't it time for your nap? You wake up. I'm back eating up all your snacks. Don't ask me for help with your math. It ain't my fault. You can't add. <laughs> Oh shit! Big Short, Big Short is the funniest guy. He's just hilarious, bro. That that shit. It, I'm sorry, it just resonates. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry, I lost it there. Continue, Charlie, with uh, Dark Sky Paradise. <laughs> oh, and now we hop onto DSP. 
um, which pers- which um, at first, before I got into listening to everything back, um, was my favourite project. And uh, a couple of people were like, getting at me going like, hell, hell, hell. So I was like, I don't know, because the highs are just really fucking high. Like, They're pretty high. Paradise is like probably his best lyrically, like best track lyrically, I, I think. Like, I, I, I honestly think that. Um, I, I just don't really, you know, obviously I don't fuck with you, you know, I mean, it is what it is, like, that's, that's the, all your faults is it hits, you know, uh, there's blessings as well, you know, that's, that is what it is, um, you know, I know, stay down, you know, the only track I'd skip, like, in in the non-deluxe edition is One Man Can Change the World, honestly, I, I'm not really into that particular song, to be honest, um, but, yeah, the rest of it is just clean, like, I, I just, I just find it the most consistent, um, out out of all of them, um, I, I don't really have much else more to say about it. I just I just feel like at that point it was just um, it, it was just a easy it was just a real easy listen. I feel like it, you know, actually taking your point in terms of obviously um you know stuff like I decided in Detroit Two being the mature projects and Finding Famous and All Fame being the immature projects. I feel like DSP was like the good middle ground, mm. and I feel like that's why I enjoy it the most. Because it has some of that, you know, just, you know, outright childish flexing. But it also has them moments where he's just like, you know, obviously he's just, you know, uh, uh, that introspection, so to speak. Um, uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I just feel like he really gave it a good whack. Like, just, just to be really basic with it, I think he, I just think it's a really, it's a really good attempt at, um, at, at trying to, uh, obviously he didn't... Obviously, in that moment, he couldn't have seen the future and go like, "I'm gonna do some mature projects ahead of uh, the next two projects." You know what I mean? I'd feel like um, I feel like he just found a good balance uh, with this. You know, whether it be planned or unplanned, I feel like he just succeeded in that. And uh, uh, obviously, we'll get into 2088, um, which came literally a year after, and then obviously uh, double enough when I decided. But um, yeah, I feel like that was his. Um, I th- I still feel like this is my favorite album of his still. Uh, I don't think I've changed um, in that in that fashion, uh, but um, it actually makes me want to do uh, to, to rank his uh, to rank his shit um, after this because uh, after we finish because right? uh, we're definitely going. Yeah, to. Uh, well, well we re- we have we haven't done it in in a while in, no. for for my size. We rarely do it, but um, I think we should, yeah, I feel yeah. like this is this will be fun for conversation to actually rank them. But yeah, I, this 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 is probably my number one out of out of all of them. Just um, you know, it may not be um, you know the most uh, I guess. Uh, growth uh compared to something like detroit 2 it might not be outright funny you know uh hilarious like finally famous and all the fame are but i just feel like it's a good balance and you know i i, I respect that i respect the that towing the line um which you know sometimes doesn't really work for some people you know what i mean uh, some sometimes the albums uh for some people they try and do two things and they just flop on both but i feel like he you know it was a healthy diet i feel like in dsp yeah, I think he did go up a little bit. That's how I felt. You know, the the numbers don't. I mean, they do support exactly what you say. It is a he's towing the line. It's eleven point eight percent maturity, which is right in the middle for him uh, compared to actually Hall of Fame was twenty one point five percent. So that was actually quite mature, surprisingly. But uh, Detroit two is thirty eight point eight percent. I decided twenty six point four percent. Those are his two highest. So eleven point eight percent is right in the middle. And I felt like on those first two albums, I think I think this is. Um, I think DSP, and whilst I don't enjoy it as much as Hall of Fame, I think it's Big Sean's. Yeah. Uh, it's Big Sean's most Big Sean project, if that makes sense, because 
it kind of hits okay. all levels, all angles of who he is as an artist to me. I think okay. the darker sides of these beats and the fact that he was able to carry a lot of these beats, even though they were quite sparse, and this is something I want to get into a bit later where he does not sound good over sparse, trappy beats, to me anyway. But he was able to do that expertly. Like you, It wasn't he was just hanging on. He actually sounded great over them. Lyrically, I think mm. this was his best project. Uh, just, yeah. I really do think he excelled himself on this. You know, he came on... Um, you know, deep with Little Wayne, which is Little Wayne's verse is actually pretty fucking intense. Like it's actually a really good verse. Big Sean does not sound out of breath against Little Wayne, and Little Wayne's been in my top five, top ten for a really long time. I really rate him just as a genuine MC. I think he's one of the greatest of all time. And Big Sean does not sound. And the thing is, he doesn't try and punch up at all. He just stays in his lane, and uh, it just sounds good. And I never felt like on this album Big Sean was trying to be something that he wasn't. I just genuinely felt like this was, you know, this was exactly who he was. This is who he wants to be. And you could tell that there was more money in this album, man. You could tell there was way more money behind that. I'm going to have a look at the the production list on this because I assume it was uh, it was pretty epic. We've got Boy Wonder. Actually, it wasn't that massive. Oh, we got Metro Boomin, uh, Key Wayne, Michael Made It, uh, Mustard. But it wasn't huge, you know, it wasn't like they didn't produce every single song, you know, so, but obviously the the guest list was pretty intense. He had Drake and Kanye on the the second song, and obviously Blessings is one of his greatest songs. Then you had Kanye West on the third song, and then E-40 on I Don't Fuck With You, which is his best song. I honestly feel like uh, I Don't Fuck With You is, is Big Sean's best song. I can't ever go past it. I've listened to it a billion fucking times, even the third verse. And one thing I do think about Big Sean is he does struggle on a third verse sometimes or his, you know, the on, on Blessings, um, I really think he almost fucked that song with his third verse. I didn't enjoy that at all. It's like, my grandma just died, I'm the man of the house, so every morning I'm up because I can't let them down. And then he has those bars, I guess when your stars align, you do like the solar system and plan it out. And it's just, I'm going Classic. overtime on the overtime. I... <laughs> The family never going anorexic. Like, uh, why? Why does he do that sometimes? I'm like, don't put these corny bars in, bro. Like, you don't need to do that. But the thing about his corny bars is, you know, I've been reading them on paper for a long time. You know, I've been analyzing his punchlines. I got the punchline percentage of every Big Sean solo album, and they're high. They're all over, apart from Detroit 2, which is, I think, 35%. They're all over 40%. Dark Sky Paradise is 49% punchlines. So every second bar is a punchline on this whole album. And that was my problem is on this album is occasionally it just drags you out of that listening experience and it's not as fun then, you know. But apart from that, I, I think this is a great project. I really do. I really do think this is this is a really big project. This is an event record. And I think he was trying to do that on his first two albums. I really do. And I think Detroit, his mixtape kind of pushed him in that direction because when he was jumping on these huge beats with these huge artists on Detroit, he realized that oh, I can I can make an event record. And I think Hall of Fame, just with the anthemic angle of it, he was trying to do that and then he managed to do it on DSP. And yeah, I think artistically, this is probably peak Big Sean. It's just not my favorite, you know? Yeah. Um, for the sake of time... Uh Double or nothing or twenty eighty eight. What, what, which way are you leaning? 
we got to talk about 2088 rather than Double or Nothing. We don't have to talk Good, long about it. Good, because Double or Nothing, it leaves... I've, I've never listened. I've never listened... It's not even... No, that's the thing, right? It's not even... I don't yeah, even see boring. it as trash. I see it as just, like, it, there's a, like, a net zero impact <laughs> on anything. On not- anything. Like, yeah. I listen to it, and I'm like... I'm like, okay, okay. And then as soon as I as soon as I go to the next track, I've totally forgotten what I've just listened to. Like there's zero impact. And this is so weird because like like this was during uh you know you know Big Sean Prime, obviously I decided we'll talk about it in a sec. But like, you know, this was Metro Boomin's year. This is yeah, the year yeah, he yeah. did the what well, yeah. the Without Warning, uh the one with Nav as well. Yeah, like, you know, that was that was that, that was the year humble of Metro Boomin. That year. Like he was massive that year. Exactly. That wait, humble? Yeah, wasn't he? Didn't he produce Humble? No, it was Mike Will. Oh, was it? Yeah, so it was Mike Will. Oh fuck me, anyway, that's my bad. My look, look that, um, yeah, look at that while I talk. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I just find it so weird because I'm just like, guy, is this the guy you lot were talking about at that point? And I was just like, like the beats were okay, but honestly, again, like every mm. time I went to the next track, I totally forgot, like immediately, just memory wipe of what I just listened to. It was so. There was, yeah, it was dull. I never listened to an album that was like so, uh, I don't know, anthemic, but uh, but left zero impression on me. It was so weird. So yes, thank fuck uh, you want to pick 2088 because uh, I, I feel like I'm in the minority where like I really enjoy 2088. Like I listened mm. to it back obviously today um, in the head of this. And uh, I remember when I initially listened to it, I was in uni first year and I, I was like spinning it. I was like, this is great. And I still have the same feeling. Like every, there's no miss uh, for me on, on on any of these tracks. Like there's there's no there's no lull. They're just all very they're just all high quality. Um, uh, in in terms of you know what they're talking about. Obviously you know you can talk. Obviously the you know the concept of um you know the relationship shit and you know just obviously all that stuff you can you can get into if you want uh, want to. But um, bro, just for what they are. Like I, I fucking love them. Like, it's just such a great project to me. Like, it's really underrated um, in my mind. Uh, and I, like Deja Vu, I really enjoyed. Um, Push it's great. Talk show is just very interesting in terms of just obviously how it is. You know, set up as a talk show. Uh, Memories fade in London Bridge is just uh, just a superb finish. And for eight for eight song for an album that's eight songs in thirty minutes. Yeah, there's no misses. There's re- there's really no misses, and I feel like there shouldn't be any misses for something that's under thirty minutes, and that's just me. But yeah, man, I I I, I love it. I, I really I really love it. I think this is um, I see. I think this is a really good album, and I feel like a lot of people don't really think that for for you know whatever reason. The interesting thing about this album is that the label didn't want it to come out. They didn't even want them to do this album. So <laughs> Janae and okay. Big Sean are obviously massive massive at Def Jam. And uh, Def Jam did not want this album to come out. Big Sean was telling Joe Biden, he's like, yeah, they, they, they want us to do solo albums. They weren't interested in a 2088 album. And then when Joe Biden said, hey, they're fucking interested now, Big Sean was like, yup, 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 they want it. <laughs> and the funny thing is actually that, you know, obviously when that this album originally came out, Big Sean was a bigger artist. At this point in 2020, Janae Aiko is the bigger artist. Her Chilombo has just gone ball- fucking ballistic this year. It's sold a lot of product. But I hated this album when it first came out. I hated it. And when we were prepping for this podcast, I was like, I'm not listening to that album again, man. Fuck that. (laughs) I'm just going to come on here and shit on it. Listen to it three times through yesterday. 
fucking love it, man. I love that album. And the reason why I thought I hated it and the reason why I don't like it as much as, you know, his other projects is when Big Sean talks about sex, it is poor. It is just not good. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's disgusting. It's just lame. I'm like... Uh, Big Sean must have like a Pornhub premium fucking subscription, bro, because he just, it's not, it's filthy. It's not good. It's not WAP at all. It's just like, I'm like, bro, how, are you 12? Like, this is how we talked when we were 12. So I don't, and, and the, the difference is obviously Janae Aiko talks about to be sex honest, I'm brilliantly. like in the future, but you know, carry, carry on. Say again, sorry? I said, to be honest, I'm like that with future. So I see that. Yeah, future's not great with sex either. A lot yeah. of male rappers Horrible. are not. Horrible. They, they just um. I don't know what. I don't know what kind of sex they're having. <laughs> Bro, honestly, like... honestly, this is obviously this is probably like a, uh, a like a, a lighter note one day. It's just like na- I think it'd be harder to name uh, rappers, uh, male rappers that are good at talking about sex than are actually like bad. I think I think there's more bad ones than good ones. I I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a good one to be honest. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't really think of any. But you know. I mean. As, like as a male, it's, it's not the easiest, like sexting and, and dirty talk and stuff like that. You kind of got to let the woman take the lead on that because we don't, we're not good at that. It's not our, it's not a fault. I'm sure there are people, there are men out there who are great at it and, and respect to you. But when it happens to me, I'm letting the woman take the lead and I'm following because I'm not this, I've not got intuition for this kind of, I can express way better physically than I can verbally. And hopefully Big Sean is the same. Because yeah, I, I I don't fuck with his <laughs> sex bars at all. Uh, pun intended, you know. Every every pun on this podcast is intended because this is Big Sean is a punchline legend. But yeah, I love I like the concept. Um, it feels authentic, you know. I I never felt like it felt authentic when I first listened to it, and I just didn't fuck yeah. with it. But mm. uh, it's mm. it's actually really solid, man. It, it you know we, I actually analyzed it for um what was that podcast we did? We did everything is oh we did the chance album. Did we do the chance album and we looked at how happy it was? I think um, yeah. And I I analyzed this album from that angle because I was like I don't think a happy relationship. Excuse me, a happy relationship album really hits. I don't think uh, people really fuck with those kind of albums. And you know, know, when I analyze when I analyze this album, it's not like that at all. It's not this happy couple. It's like they they genuinely go through a journey together, and it 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 feels really authentic and it feels really genuine. And uh, it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. Janae just is smooth as hell, and Big Sean is Big Sean is kind of. He doesn't try to match that smoothness, which I appreciate. He but just he does his time Sean. in, and that's why that one's terrible. <laughs> yeah, timing is horrific. But time like, it. Time it. <laughs> but it's like he he has a couple of songs like that. We'll, we'll talk uh, about it. You know, we'll talk about it on Detroit too. Yeah. But like, yeah. that's the thing. Um, <laughs> I I just I I really enjoy this project. I really enjoy this project. It's probably one of my favorite Big Sean projects, to be honest. I might rank yeah. it quite highly when we go through it. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it really changed my mind. If you haven't listened to it in a while, I, I would say go back to it. And um, obviously, the thing that I did struggle with is not a lot of maturity on this album, which is surprising because... But but I also like that as well. So it's 2.9% maturity. It's his second lowest behind Finally Famous. But the thing I like about that is it's a relationship in real time. They're not sitting and reflecting. This is not after the fact. They're not... 
you know, they're actually going through the process of we're mm. meeting, you know, we're, we're really infatuated with each other, we're obsessed with sex with each other, now we're having a fight, now we're saying we don't want to lose each other, you know, so it, there's not a lot of maturity because they're right in the middle of it. You can't reflect on something whilst you're in the middle of it. And, um, yeah, I thought I was going to dislike it because of the maturity level, but I fucking love it, man. It's kind of like a Fleetwood Mac album in that sense. That's an interesting... You've drawn some conclusions today. That's. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's Fleetwood Mac, but like obviously they, you know, did albums while they were smashing each other and then divorcing each other. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just like uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Person. Um, but yeah, it's literally, bro. It's literally like Insecure the album. <laughs> like if you guys, yeah. if, if any of you watched Insecure, like you know what I'm talking about. It's literally Insecure the album. That's, that's basically what it is. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they, of all the music that they've. Uh, 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 got for that particular show, and obviously they get you know some good stuff on there. Um, I'm surprised they've just gotten they've haven't gone just a whole 2080 album, just like constantly played it as uh, throughout the seasons because basically it's just insecure the album. Um, I did have another point, but I'll move on to I decided which um I I don't know why I don't enjoy this album as much as I feel like I should. Um. Uh, I think it's just because the, the 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 up and down is so like just just vigorous. Like, I can just I, I love light. I'm I'm hot, I'm I'm like a bit medium on bounce back. No favors, isn't it? Oh, Jump out the window. I love moves. Is one of my I hate that track so much. I hate the hook to that. I got the moves. I got the it's ba- bro. That's basically um the uh, what's that Joiner and Eminem song. It's basically that song mm. as well. So they literally got the same hook. No, that's it's, it's literally the same hook. Lucky you, no, 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 lucky you. No, 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 no. It's Joiner. It's Joiner. It's um, it's Joiner. It's like, uh, da, 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 uh, no, no. Give me some room. Give me some room. Da, 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 da. It's literally that. Um, I forgot what it's called, but yeah, it's, it's Joiner and Eminem. I know that for sure. Um, but obviously that Logic one's kind of the same as well. But yeah, I, I hate moves. Like same time as well. We'll see. That, that's um, that's very short lived. Uh, you know, I like stick to the plan voice in my head. Sunday morning, the end of the album is very good. Like I, that's that's something I've, uh, something I've um, changed on mm, recent uh, uh, on upon recent listening. Like bigger than me, yeah, that's definitely is one of his like top five tracks. Um, I I love that track. It's just so, yeah, that's got some real boldness to it. It's it's actually it actually feels like because obviously he's had those outro tracks where like you know he's reflecting he's like you know i'm, I'm getting i'm getting better and stuff at like this i'm growing no 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 you know there's one on the, the last track on hall of fame is kind of like that but i feel like this is just so genuine like super genuine um but I, I i don't know why i don't i can't listen to this album fully front to back like i can pick out some songs definitely um yeah, I I I find I find it a bit of a weird one for me personally. I can't really um, describe why I don't rate it as uh, as I feel like I probably could, um, but I just I just don't I just don't feel like it. I just hear some tracks. I'm just like, ugh, ugh, eh. It's just, it's it, You know what? It's going back to your um, immaturity point um, and the mature point. Like th- these are these are trying to be mature, and it's not interesting like at least with the immature mm. ones they're funny as shit at least you can laugh yeah. at it in retrospect like dance is terrible but it's so fucking funny i just have to listen to it sometimes because it's funny i don't mind listening to it because it's funny but 
I can't listen to like uh, I don't know inspire me and just like and just not tune out um, or, or sacrifices with me goes I'm just like you know what I mean I'll just sit there like and just just let it ride you know what I mean so I don't know it's a weird one for me I decided to be completely honest and um, you know I, I'm I, I sound negative but honestly like when I first listened to it I was incredibly negative like I, I was shitting on it. Like when I first heard it, I was just like, "This is horrible." <laughs> so, I've 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 improved a little bit um, in terms of how I feel about. I decided, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of like the middling one for me. So yeah, yeah. I uh, I felt the opposite when I first listened to it. I loved it, and I listened to it a lot. And I think as times progressed, I've realised that there's actually not that much substance. And I'm gonna make a few large points here about big sean as an artist in general okay because double or nothing made me realize that he doesn't sound good over sparse beats and i thought why is that and i was listening to detroit 2 again last night and you know there were a couple of songs and i was just like uh man these these beats are just too sparse like why why am i not fucking like feed you know feed uh, i can't why, why am I not yeah. fucking with Sean on this why yeah. what is going on and what i realized is he just doesn't have the content he doesn't have the mm. content, you know, he's mm. funny, he has punchlines, but when he goes in this direction, in this more mature direction, and 26.4% of I Decided is mature, you know, 8.1% is introspection, which is quite high, that's one in every 10 bars, basically, you know, one in every 11 bars, so it's like, but I can't do it, I can't do it, you know, I'm just like, it's not there, it's not him, and, and I really respect the fact that he is trying to progress and grow, Yeah, but he's growing in maybe he's growing in the right direction you can't ever say that about an artist can't say you're going in the wrong direction or you shouldn't be growing or anything like that but it's just not hitting for me it's not because it's very basic it's very entry level it's not like he is this great Mm. deep thinker he's not a philosopher he's not you know and with with someone like nas where we spoke about on king's disease where no he's not making the most essential he's making essential points but no he's not making points that you've never thought of before or he's not coming up with these great schemes and concepts you know it's not killer yeah. mike it's not it's not well, <laughs> okay well yeah I don't, we know how charlie feels about killer mike so uh, <laughs> that, that was a poor they example don't, you do they don't <laughs> but that's, that that's, was that's a poor a, example that's, that's for the rtj retro that's for the rtj retro <laughs> that was a poor example but but the way that nas does it he talks so slick he's a poet big sean yeah. is not a poet yeah. and yeah. the problem i get with is these entry-level uh, attempts at introspection, these entry level attempts at growth, and I, I will feed this into Detroit too because I felt the exact same way on that album where I just I couldn't do it, man. It's I an couldn't do it, and Detroit too is an improvement. Detroit too is an improvement on either side because on I think on I decided front. on the substance. I decided, yeah, yeah, on the substance front. Uh, circle, full circle is great. You know, full circle is a great example of that where he really did uh, move in that direction, and I, and I feel like. He, it is possible. So it is possible. If Full Circle makes it, it, me realize it is possible for him to go down this path and mm. to sound listenable and to sound really great and to actually make you sit and think, you know, where the other stuff, it's like, I'm not going to be sitting and thinking about these bars on like, you know, I on uh, I decided it's not it's not deep enough for me to be thinking about that stuff. Um, and the other thing that I decided made me realize, let me get up this song. So I always, you know, I would always shit on Bounce Back, by the way, is fire. I love that song so much. I've played No Favors a billion times because, uh, I don't know, I just really love Big Sean's verse. 
But what it made me realize is that Big Sean is not that corny of a rapper. Or if he is corny, it's okay. It's okay because it's kind of funny. Because then we get Eminem on the second verse. And it is fucking horrific. It is straight up goddamn dumpster fire garbage trash. Like... Like, they're at the neonatal ward outside the hospital and the dumpster that they throw the used nappies in and someone just set it on fire and then a bunch Jesus of homeless Christ. people vomited into it. It's horrible. <laughs> he goes, and, and remember, this is in Eminem's choppy, aggressive, angry flow. He goes, if she was flavor, I won't savor. No taste buds. Ho, later. Fuck you looking at, hater. I saw them eyes like an ass raper. What does that even fucking mean, bro? Try to copy my swag like a cheating classmate. I'll be the last face you see before you pass when you get your fucking ass graded like a math paper. This is just horrendous. There's another bar in here somewhere where he says, um, sodomize, sodomize, sodomize. I can't find that, but it's just... Oh shit! So yeah, it made me realize Big Sean is not a corny, that bad of a corny rapper at all. Big Sean absolutely washes Eminem on this. Absolutely washed him, and that was one of my favorite songs of the album. If you cut it off before he gets Eminem's verse, but um, just bleeding into I decided. Uh, sorry, not I decided. Detroit too quickly. Uh, 38.8% maturity. Uh, it's his lowest punchline percentage. I'm a little bit scared, as we said on when we reviewed it, that that is this is the the furthest that Big Sean can go down this path. That maybe he, and and it only sold 103,000 first week. I I assume it will be his least successful commercially album. Um, maybe he's come to the end of his relevancy in terms of commercial success, which is totally fine. You know, it doesn't matter as long as the music remains good, um, and yeah. and grows and progresses and stuff like that, and people are fucking with it. it doesn't matter what he does first week, but. Yeah, I, when it first dropped, I thought it was really great. Um, I think Big Sean's flows, and this is the close to the best he's ever rapped, uh, technically, as a technical MC. I think Dark Sky Paradise mm. was his best. I think this is probably his second best. Mm. But yeah, the content is progressing, as Charlie said. It is getting better, but at the same time, it just doesn't hit for me. I just don't feel Sean over these these trap beats. It doesn't, it doesn't work for me, you know? I don't know why. DSP was a bit of an anomaly in that because it was quite dark. It was quite dingy. It was quite trappy, as obviously yeah. it was in 2015. It was massive, that sound at the time. Mm. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't hit me as much anymore, you know? Uh, that is the term critical mass? Uh, is that what I'm thinking of? Um, that's a great term. Mm, he's yeah, achieved yeah. critical mass, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, think, I feel like that's... Uh, I feel like that's where he sits, and I feel like he kind of knows that, considering the fact that I think he's trying to... Uh, isn't he starting his own label, something like that? I, th- I think he's trying to do that. So, Is he? Um, I didn't see that. Uh, 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 I, may be, I may be wrong, but um, even even if that's the case, then I can definitely understand that. Um, you know, you can link that to, uh, you know, when Nas did, started up Mass Appeal um, in, that, in that kind of vein, because uh, obviously Nas at that point was, uh, you know, just Nas. You know what I mean? He's not going to... He's not going to get any bigger <laughs> over that point. Um, so, you know, might as well do oh, your He might, though. though. He might, yeah. though, because remember how he grew that extra inch on his dick? So, <laughs> I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. He could oh, get bigger. Oh, just, just, just when I think come out, you pull me back in. Fucking crazy. Unbelievable. Well played, well played. Okay, respect for that one. That was, that was probably your best times zinger. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was great. That was great. Kudos. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, Detroit Two. You know, we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. You know, I really changed my uh, opinion on it. Uh, Listen back to it. Um, you know, there's some. It's similar to I decided in how like you know there's there's highs, there's lows, and then there's lower lows, and then there's half decent highs. You know, what I mean, it, it's it's a bit of a roller coaster, and uh, you know, I, I still feel twenty one tra- uh, twenty one songs. You know, obviously three of them aren't even songs, but you know, I I, I feel like it's just it's just too it was too much content so to speak i feel like if it was 14 like it like the same as i decided i feel like it would have been uh much higher in my ranking uh but uh yeah yeah regardless of that i think um you know it's this good and you know as an overall point and i guess general thoughts and finishing up uh, before we you know start ranking uh i feel like this is a good point uh you know see we talking talk, in talking about sean and uh, talking about where his career has gone, his actual arc in the past nine, ten years, it's been very fascinating. Um, seeing how he went from you know the you know straight up pop rapper, um, and regardless how we think how we feel about that, um, and in how uh, you know you know uh, well, so what's the word um, existentially how we feel about that. Um, it, it looking back at it now, it's it's just mad. It's just mad funny. And I was listening when I was listening to Finally Famous and Hall of Fame. I was like, I wonder if Sean listens back to this shit. Like, and, and, and mm. if he does, how does he feel about it? You know what I mean? Because mm. like, does he does he look back with it and just going like, fucking hell, I was I was young as shit. Or or does he look back with it and just going like, ugh, this is disgusting. Why am I talking about this garbage? You know what I mean? I, 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 it could go either way, uh, and I kind of always uh, I was listening back to that stuff, and I was just wondering how would he feel about it? Because obviously he can he he has a certain amount of pride for something like Detroit too. Clearly, um, from how he's been talking about it during the press run, um, there's clearly a just a real sense of you know I've done a real good job here, and you know that's good, and you know that's, that shows um, you know, obviously the personal growth and in, in his music and in himself, and that's great. We always support that kind of stuff. Um, it's interesting looking at how uh, what the the songs the songs of uh, of that album has actually been popping off recently. Um, it says on his top five, uh, "Wolves" is the most popular one. Lithuania apparently is the second, and the "Zen the Fuck Out" is uh, fourth. Which um, it's probably one of my. Uh, mm. I, I was listening to "Zen the Fuck Out" again. And I was like, this actually slaps. I, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I like "Zen the Fuck Out." Um, uh, the, the other two not so much, but uh, for different reasons. But um, yeah. You know, I, f- I feel like it's an interesting career um, overall. And, you know, I'm not uh, obviously we're talking about it as if, like, you know, his career is over and obviously it isn't. But, you know, like we said, I think he's reached a critical mass at this point. And, uh, you know, it- it's only going to, it's only just going to be Big Sean. And, you know, nobody's going to discover Big Sean anymore. It's just, um, you know, oh, Big Sean's dropping an album. You can listen, yeah, you're either going to listen to it or you're going to not listen to it. It is what it is. Um, he's reached that point. Uh, so, you know, it's the same with, you know, any other, you know, going back to what I wanted to kind of get to the uh, overall is uh, thinking about him compared to his um, compatriots, you know, like the Max, like the Wizzes, um, Drake's even, I didn't even say Drake before, but, you know, these these lot in the blog era, MySpace era, um, have gotten to a point in their careers where, you know, it's, they've been in the game for, well, obviously, well over a decade for some, obviously, like, you know, Kendrick's first mixtape was, like, what, 2006? So, you know, 04, obviously... 04, actually. Yeah, yeah, 2000, yeah, 2005, 2004, 2006, something like that. Very early. Obviously, 
we're talking about, you know, in terms of a, some kind of relevance, you know, mixtape, uh, you know, and uh, relevant mixtapes and albums. Um, you know, they've all been here for about 10 or so years, just about a decade. And um, most of them have reached that point where it's just like, you know, you know what you're, you know what you're getting for most of them. With Wiz, you're going to get weed bars. With uh, Big Sean, you can, you might, you might, that's, that's, and that's the thing. Like, you know, you're going to get some, you're going to get some, maybe something different with Big Sean. Uh, and obviously on the far, far uh, other side of that uh, Overton window is Kendrick, where he, you don't, I don't know what the fuck he's going to do with this next album. I generally don't know. And, you know, I'm generally excited about that, obviously. Um, but for some people that might not be exciting because, um, uh, some people like uh, someone like Wiz, where you know what you're going to get. Um, and you, you don't want that to change, so to speak. Imagine if Wiz just started just not even talking about weed and just started, I don't know, talking about uh, I don't know, voting or, <laughs> or fiscal responsibility. You know what I mean? Just, just, it'd, just, it'd just be an absolute turn-off. Um, but, you know, Sean at least um, managed to... Uh, grow in a way that didn't alienate everyone uh, completely. Um, it may have alienated some people, um, but, you know, it is what it is. That's just part of the parcel when it, when, when you do that. But I feel like Sean has re- as, as, uh, 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 taken his career to a point that he can be proud of it and, um, you know, and uh, look back at it with some sort of, um, you know, I did, I, I, did some, I did some good stuff. You know, I mean, I I did some good stuff. Some of it may have missed. You know, some of it, uh, you know, may have been. I I probably won't even ever listen to again. You know, stuff like that. I feel I feel like most artists have that kind of moment, uh, for for some of their work. But um, you know, he tried to evolve, and you know, I think he, you know, obviously personally, he definitely succeeded. Um, depending on how his demeanor is now, it's very it's much different compared to like obviously twenty eleven. Um. But uh, you know, musically, it's uh, you know, for 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 its faults, um, and there are faults in some of them. Um, it, 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 he, it, I think, I feel like he can be proud of that, and you can't really ask for more. Hi guys, editor Charlie here. So for the rest of the episode, I just wanted to provide some context for what you're about to hear. Um, so while we were recording, uh, my voice got distorted uh, thanks to my mic. Cheers, Blue. I'll be sending you a strongly worded email uh, in post haste. Uh, but yes, my voice got distorted and uh, made my voice awkwardly deep. It, it just sa- it just sounded weird. It made it made me personally cringe. Uh, it's just it's just not it, Chief. Uh, but Ben saw fit to uh, find it funny, uh, as is his right, and uh, he proceeded to roast me about it for the rest of the episode. Unfortunately for you guys, uh, you won't hear that distortion uh, because I solved it, uh, because I'm a G, and uh, I like quality for my shows. Sorry, sue me. So yeah, what you're about to hear is just uh, Ben, you know, roasting for for most of the episode, and uh, it is what it is, but I have compromised, I have made a compromise, and uh, well, just just wait till the end of the episode, just wait, just wait till the end of the episode, and uh, you'll find out. It's a little teaser for you guys. Little, little teaser. So, uh, yeah, you're gonna, what you're going to hear for the rest of the episode is me sounding relatively normal, but obviously to Ben during the recording, I sounded absolutely odd as shit. Uh, but yeah, 
it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to provide that context before you guys hear the rest of the episode, um, because obviously it wouldn't make, really make, make much sense uh, when you're just hearing me sound normal and then roasting it. So, yes, with that said, we should hop straight back into the show. But again, wait till the end of the episode. Little teaser for you. Do you, when you when you say I don't want to harp on this, but when you say you know <laughs> would he be proud of those first two albums? Like why why do you think he wouldn't be? Like what what is it? Is it the the way that he talks about women? Is it just the pop? The the like what is it about the, those albums that you think he may not be proud about? Uh, I guess lyrical content. Um, maybe just the women stuff. I guess. Um, uh, I, I don't think he's that plugged into um, the hip-hop lexicon to um, be that kind of person and going like, ah, oh, I went too pop, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think he's like that. Um, I feel, I wonder if, um, you know, Detroit artists like Apollo Brown and, you know, Elzai, um, uh, we've, we've already mentioned today, um, feel, mm. feel like him saying that, you know, he put, well, obviously, you put Detroit on the map in some way, but uh, you know, do 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 they? I I feel like I want to ask them: Do they feel that you know? Um, do they agree with him in that way? Um, because obviously, in one sense, he did, but you know, in the same sense, uh, ASAP Rocky put New York on the map, quote unquote. Um, it wasn't exactly in a way that you know made New York what it used to be. Um, you know, kind of it, it kind of. Um, you know, not to not to make an ASAP Rocky retrospective, but you know it kind of made um, the New York scene um, kind of hollow because he basically just um, you know went wherever was hot in terms of the sound. Um, you know, and obviously I'm being very general generalizing in that. Obviously ASAP Rocky, you know, likes to experiment in that kind in some ways, but uh, you know, to say he put New York on the map is much different than. You know, so, so uh, Nas putting or, or Jay putting New York on the map, quite, quite, quite. You know, what I mean, it's just it's different. And I feel like if uh, you know someone like Elzai, Apollo Brown, even Royce, um, saying you know they put Detroit on the map, it's much different compared to what when uh, Big Sean says I put Detroit on the map. So uh, yeah, I I kind I kind of think of it in that way. Um, in terms of what you were asking, but yeah, I guess in terms of his uh, actual albums, I guess uh, just in terms of what he, maybe maybe how he rapped, uh, maybe he maybe he cringes at some of the bars. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, I, I don't know. But uh, c- considering that you know Detroit Two had the least punchlines, you know maybe maybe he sees different. Uh, who knows? If you're curious as to why Charlie sounds different, he's just aged ten years in the last thirty seconds, and our life is. Well, my exception this episode. Charlie can't hear. Long. Charlie can't hear himself right now. But you, you at home, <laughs> and Charlie will hear this back in about twenty minutes, and he's gonna lose his shit. He's gonna laugh. Ugh. It's amazing. He's aged a I'm lot. Not gonna in laugh because last... it's anno- it's gonna be annoying. I'm gonna have nah, to edit it. It's fucking it. funny, if, bro. If it's, if it's the case, I'm gonna be pissed. I, I wanted to mimic it. Like, I won't talk like this, but I can't do it because it actually just, it sounds like a different person and it's actually really amazing the way that uh, Charlie has grown and and progressed in the last... (laughs) I really hope ain't the case. I really hope. (gasps) Wait till you hear this shit back. Look, I'm just making fun of it because um, Charlie had an issue with his mic and if you're listening to it and you're confused... We just got to get the podcast out sometimes, man. Sometimes we have technical issues. And I actually yeah, like Mike's this. Mike's being a dick. I like the new Charlie. 
I like it. I'm just going to oh, put it out there and say I quite like it. You know, it's, he sounds more mature. He sounds more smooth. I think he'd probably do better with the ladies with this voice. You know, I think girls might think you're a little bit young with the higher voice, but with the lower voice, you know, hey, hey, this is Charlie. Um, Bro, my voice ain't that high. Have a podcast called Digging in the Digits and uh, do it with this guy called Ben <laughs> Carter. Like I swear, man, if you if you listen to it, you'll see. You see. So yeah, man, just my voice ain't that high. <laughs> hear the way this oh man you're gonna flip when you hear this anyway um no that you make some good points about about big show i'm I'm happy to leave it there man i'm happy are we gonna rank his albums yeah yeah, yeah, go for it let's let's do it right all right (laughs) you sound so shut up you sound so he sounds so morose (laughs) oh my gosh i'm trying to keep it together um so i'm gonna i'm gonna rank his albums I personally think Hall of Fame uh, is his best album. I'm going to put that at number one. I'm going to put DSP at number two. I'm going to put. Can we say favorite and not best in this case? Favorite. All right, favorite. Because best is you're right. Best is a different conversation. So I'm going to say favorite is um. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. you think DSP is his best, but I I think Hall of Fame is my favorite. DSP is my second favorite. Uh, Finally, Fame is probably my third. 2088 my fourth i'm not going to talk about detroit uh the mixtape because we're leaving mixtapes out of it um then i'm going to say detroit 2 then i'm going to say i decided and then i'll say double or nothing which i thought is apart from pull up and wreck which is heat it is straight heat that song is absolute fire 21 savage just i miss 21 savage so much but yeah man uh so that's my ranking that's my ranking uh Okay, I'll say well, double nothing at the bottom for for Hella Shore. Um, right, favorites, favorites. So it's completely subjective. Um, okay, then I decided. Uh, then I guess uh, uh, then Hall of Fame, then Detroit Two, then finally Famous, uh, and then Twenty Eight E Eight, and then DSP. Yeah. Is I that your right. uh, is that your favorite, Charlie? Is that is that your ranking? Is that uh... And we move on to a lighter note. I don't know how we can get lighter uh, when your voice you has anything, just gotten then. so much heavier. But we... And we move on to a yeah. deeper note. Uh, ben, do you have anything? <laughs> right, my tears are back to this shit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying not to lose my shit. Um, I, don't have, I don't honestly have anything this way. I mean, it's not lighter. Um, but, uh, bro, don't fucking defend the police. In Breonna Taylor's situation. Stop it. Shut the fuck up. I'm over this shit. I don't want to deal with any of you fucking idiots anymore. (sighs) Do some fucking Google search. They're not even allowed to uh, execute those uh, no-knock search warrants anymore. Because of what happened with Breonna Taylor. Okay? So, uh, how can the boyfriend be... Like, he was was cleared. It was said he was shooting in self-defense. Why would he have to defend himself against the police? Because they shouldn't have been there. That's the reason. So Breonna Taylor should not be dead. I think it was Jamelia. Uh, she came out and said, it's crazy that they care more about dry wood than they do about an African-American woman's life. Because the guy gets in trouble for wantonly shooting into neighboring apartments, but apparently not wantonly shooting into a woman's body. So I don't want to hear any bullshit ever from anyone fucking trying to defend the police, defend the decision. You're saying, oh, this is, you know, the judicial system. Like, that's what the legality of it. Bro, don't act like the judicial system isn't completely fucked. 
Okay, don't tell me that it's omnipotent and it's perfect and it's always right. It's just not. I don't want to hear this shit. I'm over it. Like, stop trying to defend this shit. And also, while I'm on my rant bag, Tory Lanez, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? What is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Like, come out if you didn't shoot her, if you claim you didn't, whatever. Put out a fucking statement. Don't put out an album. It is nasty. It is so nasty. Look, I tweeted the other day, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what happened. I don't know who did what. I have no idea. How can we know? I trust Megan, of course. But I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't say that she was shot. I can't say she wasn't. It's he said, she said at this point. And I really hope we get the answer at some point. Because... It's confusing to all of us. We have no idea. And all that's happening is each person is getting attacked by the other person's fan base. It's just bullshit. But the you can't put out an album, man. It's R. Kelly level shit. R. Kelly put out fucking music saying he was innocent as well. You, I'm not comparing the two. I'm not saying that Tory is R. Kelly. This is a different different situation. But it's not the right way to go about it at all. And um, I don't fuck with that. I'm not going to listen to that album at all. I'm not going to listen to anything Tory until... We work out what the fuck happened, and I really hope we get that answer at some point. Because, um, oh man, this is brutal. Like, if if this if he genuinely shot Meg, and he put out this album, that's some that's some other level shit. Like, you you're quadrupling down on just being a complete piece of shit, and uh, I don't fuck with that at all. And if you didn't do it, this is not the right way to go about defending yourself at all. You wait two months, and then you put out an album and try to make money off this situation. The same day that the Brianna Taylor verdict came through? Come on, bro. Anyway, fuck all that shit, man. It's not lighter, but I, I needed to say that. It was just, it was going to explode out of me. Uh, uh, and it had to come out at some point. Hmm. Yeah, no, I could be echo your sentiments on both fronts, to be honest. Um, it's not really much to much else to say on that front. Uh, what I will say, to keep on lighter, uh, note, is a uh, shout out to Michael Kiwanuka. Uh, finally, after three tries, won his Mercury Prize uh, for his album Kiwanuka. Uh, if you guys ain't listened to the album, uh, or any Michael Kiwanuka, to be honest, because I feel I, I I do feel like um, his uh, second album Love Love and Hate should have won the Mercury Prize of that that year. Um, but you know it, it's uh, uh, long overdue, of course. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you haven't listened to anything Michael Kiwanuka, um, just put simply, he's one of the like he's definitely solidified himself with this album. As uh, you know, one of the best uh, songwriters we have here in the UK. Like he, he, he's, his songwriting ability is just uh, second to none right now, and uh, the music itself um, is just uh, amazingly produced at all times, and it's just, uh, it's just real, uh, it's just real poetic stuff. And uh, so yeah, I just wanted to shout out Mr. Michael right, Kiwanuka we'll on that front. Shout out to him. And uh, yeah, with that said, we shall, we shall, we leave, shall it leave it there. It was an interesting, good episode. I really enjoyed on that, that episode. Note. Thank you, Charlie, for taking us through the uh, the Big Sean retrospective. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, thank you. On the Fifth End Podcast Network, this has been Digging in Digits. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've been Charlie Taylor of the Fifth Element. I've been uh, Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. I swear to fucking God, talk no, you dick. Shut up. Oh my god. Wait till you hear this. Oh, back, Wait till you hear this. No. Oh. If this is how it actually is if for you, I don't know. It's not different for me. I'm scared. I don't want to edit. Oh, God, like this.
Can you can you actually can you pitch it up? Can you pitch it up after the fact, or is it just not pitch upable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do. No, that don't case, leave it because all my hell. jokes. I've been getting fucking no. jokes. If I'm in top form, Charlie, don't fucking deny me this. Don't deny me this, man. I've had a rough week. I need to get my jokes off, bro. I'm in rare form right now. We hope you all have a good week. We should always try and do the same. But until the next time, UK Black History Month, uh, for the next five episodes, we're going to give you retrospectives on five black British artists uh, in hip-hop history. And uh, I am looking so fucking forward to it. Uh, We've been planning this for a while, so uh, uh, do not tune out. Do, do not tune out. Just, just, just roll with us. Roll with us. It'll be worth it. But anyway, that's gonna happen next uh, next month. Um, and uh, just ahead of time, happy Black History Month for the UK. And uh, yeah, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, peace. <laughs>